0: EM Guidewire, hard-hitting emergency medicine from Carolina's Medical Center. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to EM Guidewire. I'm Sean Fox. Thank you for joining us again. You know, there are very few test results that change my opinion on what I need to consider in a patient as much as, I don't know, say a urine pregnancy test. Similarly, there are very few medicines that affect my concerns and how I approach a patient particularly after trauma, as much as anticoagulation. Today, Drs. Durba and Folk, our stellar interns, are going to address how to reverse those anticoagulation medicines. Take it away, ladies.
1: This is Destiny Folk, PGY1.
0: And this is Sophia Durba, PGY1. This week's episode of Intern Nuggets is brought to you
1: by donuts, hourly snack breaks, and always feeling like you have to pee because that's how Mama Derba is feeling during her third trimester pregnancy. <laughs> I sure am. <laughs> Today's Intern Nuggets episode will discuss the reversal of anticoagulation. This topic is incredibly important. As emergency physicians, we take care of trauma patients who are on anticoagulation and often need emergent reversal. The time to reversal is crucial when it comes to improving patient outcomes.
0: We are going to briefly discuss reversal agent options and dosing for patients who are on warfarin, dabigatran, or a Factor 10A inhibitor. We'll focus on trauma patients with
1: life-threatening hemorrhage. Let's first start with talking about warfarin. Warfarin is becoming less frequently used since the implementation of DOACs. However, warfarin is still the preferred anticoagulant for patients with mechanical heart valves and antiphospholipid syndrome. Warfarin inhibits a specific enzyme in the liver called vitamin K epoxide reductase.
0: This enzyme is needed to activate vitamin K. So, without this enzyme, you suppress the activity of vitamin K-dependent clotting factors, factors
1: 2, 7, 9, and 10, as well as protein C and S. Reversal agents for warfarin include PCC, FFP, and vitamin K. You can give PCC or FFP, but regardless of whether you give PCC or FFP, you should always give vitamin K simultaneously. Dr. Folk, can you remind us, what is PCC? It is prothombin complex concentrate, which contains factors 2, 7, 9, 10, protein CNS, and, and surprisingly a little bit of heparin. Therefore, PCC is contraindicated in someone with a true heparin allergy.
0: When determining the dose of PCC to give to a patient, the protocol we currently use here at Carolina's Medical Center is weight-based dosing. There's also a fixed-dose regimen that's being used at some hospitals as data comes out regarding the fixed-dose regimen. Let's first talk about the traditional weight-based dosing. When a patient presents, for example, in the trauma bay with suspected head trauma and they're on warfarin, the first thing you need to do to start the reversal process is send labs to obtain the patient's current INR. There is actually a point-of-care INR that can be used at many hospitals, and I encourage you all to use this to improve the time to PCC administration. After the patient's INR comes back, then you can calculate the weight-based dosing needed
1: for the patient. If the patient's INR is between 2 and 4, they will receive 25 units per kilogram with a max dose of 2,500 units. If the patient's INR is between 4 and 6, they will receive 35 units per kilogram with a max dose of 3,500 units. And if their INR is greater than 6, they'll receive 50 units per kilogram with a max dose of 5,000 units. To just briefly compare the weight-based dosing with fixed dosing, this would be where you give 1,500 units for life-threatening bleeding instead of calculating a dose based on the patient's INR. This does lead to shortened time to administration and decreased cost. The data that we do have shows similar outcomes to patients who receive traditional weight-based dosing for all bleeding except for intracranial hemorrhage, eye, or spine bleeding. In intracranial hemorrhage, eye, and spine bleeding, the literature shows better patient outcomes with weight-based dosing. If you don't have access to PCC,
0: you can use FFP. FFP contains the vitamin K-dependent clotting factors, as well as other coagulation factors and proteins. Even though PCC is slightly more expensive than FFP, PCC is actually the preferred agent for a number of reasons. PCC is virally inactivated, so there's a minimal infection risk. There's no thawing time needed for PCC, whereas FFP takes about 30 minutes to thaw. And there's a higher risk of transfusion-associated circulatory overload, or TACO, since you're infusing a much higher volume, as well as transfusion-associated acute lung injury, or TRALI,
1: and anaphylaxis with FFP. Additionally, there is no blood typing needed with PCC. So, we all like wine, and when I heard this analogy on a recent EM Guidewire podcast, it helped me to realize how big of a difference in volume there is with giving PCC versus FFP. For an 80-kilogram patient, the max volume of PCC they would receive is approximately one glass of wine. For that same 80-kilogram patient, you give approximately 1.5 liters of volume if you give FFP. That's eight glasses of wine or slightly under two bottles of wine. And that amount of volume would not be great for a bad heart. So, for these reasons, PCC is definitely the preferred agent if you have it available. That other EM Guidewire podcast is titled four-factor PCC and trauma, in case you want to check that out.
0: It's really important to give vitamin K at the same time as the PCC or FFP. PCC and FFP both wear off after about 6 to 12 hours, and vitamin K takes about 6 to 12 hours to start working. So if you give them at the same time, once the PCC starts to wear off, the vitamin K will have kicked in. In patients who are actively bleeding, you want to give vitamin K IV. You give 10 milligrams IV and just hang it to gravity so it'll infuse over about 10 minutes or so. There is a small but rare risk of anaphylaxis associated with IV vitamin K, so just be mindful of that.
1: Let's pause and walk through a practice question to apply the knowledge we just covered. An 80-year-old female with a history of CHF presents to your hospital after falling down the stairs. She is on warfarin for anticoagulation as she has a mechanical heart valve. She has a GCS of 6 and you suspect an intracerebral hemorrhage. Dr. Durba, which of the following reversal options is best for this patient? A. Administer FFP now and IV vitamin K now. B. Administer PCC now and IV vitamin K in 6 hours. C. Administer FFP now and IV vitamin K in 6 hours. Or D. Administer PCC now and IV vitamin K now. I'll go with D. Administer PCC and IV vitamin K now. That's right, Dr. Durba. PCC is the preferred agent over FFP, especially in a patient with CHF and a mechanical heart valve due to risk of volume overload. And you should give IV vitamin K at the same time of PCC administration due to PCC only lasting 6 hours and vitamin K taking about 6 hours to kick in.
0: In summary, for warfarin reversal, PCC is preferred over FFP. Obtain an INR level as soon as possible to help you with the weight-based dosing if you don't have PCC you can give FFP at 10 to 15 mLs per kilogram you should always give 10 mg of IV vitamin K at the same time that you administer
1: FFP or PCC let's now transition and talk about the direct oral anticoagulants or DOACs the DOACs consist of dabigatran rivaroxaban and apixaban dabigatran is a direct thrombin inhibitor whereas rivaroxaban and apixaban are factor 10a inhibitors as you likely already know, a way to remember that is that the 10A inhibitors all have XA in their names. Let's first talk about reversal for dabigatran. Do you know the reversal agent of choice for dabigatran, Dr. Durba? The reversal agent of choice for dabigatran is idarucizumab.
0: Idarucizumab is an antibody fragment that binds to thrombin with 350 times higher affinity than dabigatran. You give 5 grams IV total over 10 minutes. Idarucizumab only works if the dabigatran is still in the patient's system. Dabigatran is usually cleared in 24 to 48 hours, but can be longer in patients with renal disease. Not
1: all EDs have idarucizumab. We are fortunate to have this drug available at our hospital. Hemodialysis is a second but last resort for dabigatran reversal. About 65% of dabigatran gets removed during a 2-4 to four hour dialysis session. The problem with hemodialysis is that it takes several hours to eliminate dabigatran from the patient's system and therefore is not a great emergent reversal method. So, to summarize, dabigatran has a specific reversal agent
0: called idarucizumab, which is the first line. You give 5 grams IV over 10 minutes. As a last resort, you can use hemodialysis, but this is obviously not a good emergent
1: option. Lastly, we'll transition and talk about reversal options for the 10A inhibitors. These include PCC and a new agent called Andexanet-alpha. An important consideration with 10A inhibitors is the time the patient last took the drug. If it was more than 12 hours ago, then the anticoagulant effects have likely worn off and reversal is probably unnecessary. The first-line agent for 10A inhibitor reversal as of now is PCC. You give PCC at a dose of 50 units per kilogram up to 5,000 units for brain bleeds and 2,500 units for all other bleeding. Even though many hospitals don't yet have Andexanet alpha, I want to just briefly discuss this drug since it has been heavily researched to compare its efficacy to PCC. However, it's extremely expensive. Costs range from twenty-five dollars to $50,000, and the data as of now does not show that it is any better than PCC.
0: Andexanet alpha is a recombinant modified human factor 10a decoy protein. It binds direct and indirect factor 10a inhibitors. The dosing is a little difficult to remember, but just know that it is based on the specific DOAC, the last dose they took, and the timing of the last dose. Based on these three factors, you determine if the patient should receive low or high dose andexinet alpha. Now, most of the time you aren't going to know when the patient last took the DOAC since they're most likely
1: going to be altered, so when in doubt, give the reversal agent. So, to summarize factor 10A inhibitor reversal options, you can give 50 units per kilogram of PCC, or IndexNet Alpha may be another option if your hospital has it. But as we said earlier, current data doesn't show IndexNet Alpha to be a better reversal option than PCC, and it will literally cost the patient as much as a new car.
0: If you would like to reinforce what we talked about today, check out that recent EM Guidewire podcast on PCC created by a former chief titled Four-Factor PCC and Trauma. And there's also a great trauma conference on MRAP that has a good
1: talk on anticoagulant reversal. That's all we've got for you today. Thanks for tuning in for another episode at the J. Lee Garvey Studio at Carolina's Medical Center. We'll be back soon for our last Intern Nuggets episode.
0: Thanks for listening to EM Guidewire. Go. Be awesome today. See you out.
1: That's eight glasses of wine or slightly two under bottles of wine two under bottles what kind of wine is that she's not getting
0: the top shelf stuff she's getting the extra special bottom shelf stuff
1: oh my god <laughs> guys i know how to talk guys, i promise sophie's talking to me and the baby yes because that's the only two people in the room <laughs>
0: God, we're almost done. We're going to be second years. <laughs> People are going to expect Scary. us to know stuff and we're <laughs> going to be like jokes on you. <laughs> <laughs>